Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we're dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. We got a little store for you, Ags. Brett Redfern, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2017, is the founder and owner of Aggieland Christmas Lights. Brett started his company in true entrepreneur's fashion, taking his love for exterior illumination and channeling his inner Griswold to creating a company that is obsessed about Christmas lights all year round, despite what your HOA thinks about it. So pass it back and listen up to Brett as he shares some really good bull. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Super excited to have you join us, but really super excited to be able to drop this episode this week because for ags that, that you don't know, this is a, this is dropping the second week of January of 2024. And during this time, it's the winter cohort of the Texas A&M McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship, Entrepreneur Bootcamp for Veterans, sponsored by Reynolds and Reynolds. And if you listen to Aggie Growth Hacks at all, you've heard us talk about EV, EBV a lot. But Brett, we actually met this last cohort. And so uh, he's got such a great company, such a great story. We wanted to have him on Aggie Growth Axe. Brett, thank you so much for finding time and, and joining us today. Well, thank you, Chris and Greg, for having me on. I'm super excited. Well, we are in your busy season. So your Aggieland, Aggieland Christmas lights. So this is your go time. But this isn't your first journey into entrepreneurship. So t- tell us a little bit about your entrepreneur journey. What do you do? How did you get into this, this market? And how did this business get created? Oh man, I don't. You know, it's kind of hard to figure out where to start. A lot of people, including myself, have always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you know, from starting as a kid to you know mowing lawns, doing carpentry, up to different construction. And so we didn't have a plan for it. It just kind of happened organically to where here I was on my own house doing my own lights because I'm a DIY kind of guy. And uh, while I'm on the roof, I probably had two or three people stop by and say, "Hey, can, can I get your car? Can can I help?" Can I get your help, please? And ah, like literally, did you did you help them that year, or did you build the business and then the next year, or? Oh no! So I, we literally just helped them like that week that hopped on the roof and figured it out. And um, and since then, about four or five years ago, it's it's just evolved, and we've gotten more professional, more systems in place, and and just kind of grown. Not necessarily um, say just Christmas lights, but as a brand total, and um, just trying to. Keep growing this thing. So I want to dig in on that a little bit, right? So what what what's like the favorite type of lights that that you guys get requested for? You know, uh, the most. It's always a house divided kind of question because husband wants one color, wife wants the other. <laughs> you know, the lights come on before or after Thanksgiving. Now some people might want them up all year round. I don't know that uh, HOA proofs, but. Uh, Hey, I'm all for it. But warm white, man, that that is probably our go-to uh, warm white or like a candy cane theme. And uh, but it's a typical C9 bowl that just goes right on the roof. I'll tell you this year we did drop a new product that is uh, color changing from your phone and oh, wow. app. And so literally, you can pick and choose any color you want. And so we started installing those like say October timeframe, so people can just you know change from Halloween lights to Christmas. And so. We'll see how it kind of goes over the over the next couple of years. Is that one of the trends that you're kind of seeing in the lighting industry? Be, because that 
that makes sense. You know, if I can just sit there and program it on my my app, my phone, I mean, maybe I want to celebrate 4th of July with the red, white, and blue, something like that. Right. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of you guys have probably already seen like there's a lot of permanent lighting and stuff coming out. And so the uh, the Christmas lighting industry created their own, you know, kind of bulb that to try to help compete with that because how do you compete with something that's you set it and forget it? And so that's just where we're at with that. So what's the coolest setup that you've ever done for a house? So we've got several houses that just, they, they ball out like six, seven, eight wreaths, full lights, columns that are wrapped, kind of throw up Christmas, but in, in, a, in a class classy, tasteful way, I would say. Um, it's not, you know, Clark Griswold style. <laughs> very elegant and uh, very professional. Were those houses also the hardest ones that you had? I mean, because like some of the roofs have got to be like super steep and, and you can't get up to it, you know, just from a ladder. Just think about the just different progressions that we've had from starting out to the houses that we're doing now. We probably do some of the most difficult houses in, say, Bryan College Station that are the craziest steepest pitches and different roof types. And so just evolving and getting to be able to do that and do it safely and, and provide that kind of quality is just, man, I, I don't know, not to toot our own horn, but there's not a whole lot of competitors that will do it the way that we do it. Definitely challenging. So do you do those houses that like go with the music and it, and you've got all these different things going on or is it just a traditional, you know, light? Like, have you been requested to set up one of those scenes? Right. So we we, we can do those kind of automated systems. Um, those kind of come in with a package that we can set up. Traditionally, just the standard, you know, simple lights are what is probably our, our best seller. Uh, very traditional and typical classic Christmas feeling is what people are really, that's, that's just our bread and butter. How did you operationally go from you on a ladder <laughs> putting up your own Christmas lights to have having this company? I mean, like like so that first year or maybe maybe the second season that you were into, like during that year, did you did you incorporate? Did you hire somebody? Did you start to build out systems? Did you explore what lights to use? Or was that just all kind of on the fly? Hey, you need these lights put up? Let's roll. Right. Yeah. So originally, man, it was back in the day of like incandescent lighting, which anybody that hangs lights or has just been around for a long time, like you can only put a certain amount of strands on one hour. So you're, you're having power cords all over the house, this and that. And so when we first started, we were hanging other people's lights and fighting that debacle of just cords everywhere and just burnout bulbs, this and that. And I said, man, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I started doing the research and um, kind of found out what the pros are using and and how to, where to get them, how to sign them up. And we took some training. And so now it's what we do is offer LED lighting. And it's, it's great. We love it. We'll never go back to incandescent ever again. And, and honestly, it, the the life cycle of of the incandescent Christmas light bulb is actually it's gone away. It's going to become obsolete. It's going to be really hard to find in the next couple of years. They're actually phasing phasing that out. Well, and there's so many reasons for that. You know, one being that you just use way less energy uh, for the most part. Uh, I would think, and and for the other facts that that you can have the different colors. I would imagine, right? Um, right. So Greg mentioned, and and I think I did meet you at EBV. You know, this past year, what did you get out of the entrepreneurial bootcamp for veterans? What was your biggest takeaway when you went through that? The biggest takeaway from that, I would say, would probably be the the networking opportunity. A lot of people talk about Texas A&M and the power of the Aggie ring, the network. And it is 100% true. Being an Aggie, when I first came, I was kind of a two percenter. 
So I didn't really, uh, you know, join in on saying howdy, this and that. I was a little bit older student, kind of like Billy Madison, you know, sitting at a little desk, but (laughs) being being a, a military veteran, you know, you're a little bit older. And so it took me a while to really embrace that culture and, uh, and start kind of getting involved in networking. But I actually had, uh, EBV reach out to me and I say, Hey, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys. So we did that whole week long course, and that, that was just the in, the in in house portion. Other than that, you know, you're going through several months of like designing your your business plan, really laying it out, prepping. I'd say the biggest thing overall was just putting it out there on paper, planning. You know, this thing has just kind of been unorganized chaos, and it's been successful. But I was so focused on just working in the business and not on the business. They really helped define. Okay, here's some goals, some just a roadmap to what you're going to do, how you're going to get there. And I think that's super important for for any business. Well, Brett, as you talked about that, you kind of glossed over it really quickly, your your military experience. Tell us a little bit about your experience in the military and then how did your time in service prepare you for entrepreneurship? So first of all, I'd say, but both of you guys served, right? Correct. Yep. Awesome. Worked on this well, jet you, right behind me. Thank you guys for your, your service. So I was uh, a Navy CB and based out of Goldport, Mississippi for five years, did three deployments all overseas and graduated, got out, graduated class 2017. And, uh, you know, when I started this business, I'd say our my uh, military service kind of prepared me because when you're in the military, you know, it's always like you're unsure of the next move. Even though you can plan it, but you got to be able to uh, think on the fly, run on the fly, operate with what you don't have. So kind of operating a business very lean, I would say, it's kind of been one of the things I've I've learned is just kind of take the punches and roll and that's it. Well, and, and I think that's something that we've heard over and over from the the veterans that have been on and, and that we've had experience as well is that that adapt and improvise and overcome is that, that you've got to do that as an entrepreneur. One last question about the EBV. You know, what what was the you said the networking was was super critical talking about the different classes, the different lectures they kind of came in. You know, was was there one that you really said, OK, this is this had a major light bulb moment. I mean, you know, pardon the pun, go on in your in your mind and say this this right here is worth the price of admission, which is free, by the way, for all you veteran ags out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anybody listening, man, I, w- I would highly encourage, especially if you're, if you're a veteran, get involved in that DBV. It's it's awesome. Lots of lots of good information. The uh, public guys that guys and gals that come out and talk to you, man, they're going to just brain dump. There, there was a couple different, I say, classes that really hit home for me that really sank. One of them was, is it David Flint? He has, you know, a course that he talks about kind of knowing your value and and what you bring to the table. Um, He's even got a book about it. And so that was one thing. It's like, okay, what is your value? What are you bringing your clients? So I kind of had to transform. Like, you know, I'm not just installing, say, Christmas lights. We're providing more than that. We're providing a service, customer service, safety, high quality products. It's, you know, it's not necessarily about only the product, but about developing that relationship with the client, not what you do, it's how you do it. One of the other things I would say, God, there was a, a, a lady who did some marketing stuff and she was talking about entrepreneurship and wearing a lot of hats. Man, entrepreneurship is tough, especially I don't care if you went and studied business at AM or Harvard. They don't teach you how to run a business. They they teach you typical terms and you know definitions and the theories. There's a lot that goes into it. So wearing these different hats of learning about 
payroll, taxes, uh, insurance, different things like that, man, kind of really opened my eyes up. And I've got a newfound appreciation, I'd say, for uh, business owners and employers. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur of 23 years, I think at this point, yeah, I can definitely say I've worn all hats. I've done every single hat uh, that is imaginable in any kind of (laughs) endeavor. So yeah, for sure. So let me ask you, what's been the biggest challenge with your companies from startup until now? I'd say the biggest challenge for us since God, when we start 2019 would be obviously keeping uh, solid, solid labor, but, you know, kind of on hand because this is a seasonal business and we're not doing landscape or pest control or anything throughout, throughout the years. This is all we do. And so we hire slow and train our guys and um, let's say just finding the right people has been has been a tough challenge we we're very fortunate to have you know six or seven eight people that are just man they're rock stars and uh, couldn't do it without them the other thing would be materials procurement you know costs raw materials and goods are and they're always always changing going up and so for most clients you, you guys only think about Christmas, say, one, two months out of the year. This is a year-round thing for us because as soon as the season's over, we're looking for other you know, vendors, other suppliers, trying to get this stuff imported from overseas. Containers get held up at, at port, customs. It's not just two or three months for you know, for us. It's, it's a year-round thing. So we, we put a lot of involvement into it. So just constantly learning. So Brett, what is your business model in the sense that like, if you're going to come hang lights for me, do do I buy the lights and then you store them year after year and you just come and, and, and put them up? Do you own the lights and I just lease them from you? You know, how, how, how does that actually work? So we, we can do it both ways. We prefer um, the leasing method because we're going to be coming out anyways. Uh, it's part of that service and it, that experience, um, but yeah, you can buy them. And then we'll put them up, you'll store them, hang on to them, or we can do the, the, the leasing method where we're going to handle everything from A to Z. Really, our goal is to get our customers. We don't want them to put themselves at risk. Don't want them not to worry about getting tangled up in some lights. And so, you know, I, I would say one of our goals is just before we have them, before they even decide to maybe pick up a ladder and do it themselves, just pick up the phone and call us. That way, man, we're going to handle it. You can look at our reviews. You can talk to our past clients, anything from lights, timers, issues, even even like water spigot covers. Like, you know, we had um, the freeze, like, I guess, last two years. You know, one, one of the things that we kind of do is just like take care of our customers is put a, put a little faucet cover on there. You know, so it's 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 more than just lights. We we develop those relationships and, and just do little little things like that to go kind of above and beyond for our clients. Mm, that's awesome. Love that. So. Where are you going with with Aggieland Christmas lights? I mean, what's your big hairy audacious goal? We ask this on every single episode, but you know, it's a hard question to answer sometimes, right? But where do you want to be in five to ten years with this business? Right. So before EBV, you know, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was, I was like, "What the heck is a BAG?" Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then that's always a tough question, and especially looking at ten years. Because a lot of businesses don't even survive, you know, one to five years already. But I would say we want to build our brand. We don't want to be just a, a fly-by-night contractor. We don't want to be a handyman service. Somebody's going to come in once a year, hang your lights. We want you as a customer for life. And so our goal is to build our brand and increase our footprint in terms of location, increase our diversity in terms of different types of lighting and product that we can bring our clients. Really just go from being just a seasonal provider to something that's all year round, you know, 
And I think that's ultimately where we want to take it, maybe even provide some of our own product. That's such a, a growth uh, BHAG, you know, be, because really for you to to crack that seasonal code and to be able to do that and other companies have done it, like you said, you know, through landscaping or, or pest uh, pest control. But is is this something that that as you were exploring different opportunities, I mean, it, are you just simply just assessing, hey, this is what me and my team can do? How do you make sure that it fits with the team that you have and the operational systems that you have in place? Like I said, it's it's always been or- unorganized chaos, organized chaos, organized chaos, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> a bit of both. And so, yeah, ultimately, yeah, we want to grow put more systems in place, uh, grow our team. Some of the guys that we do have on staff right now that we're we're looking at pushing them up further up the ladder and really kind of widening out our reach and, and having different areas that they can control and whatnot. So awesome. Trying to figure out how to how to do that really is is going to be the key, I would imagine, you know, like do you go into uh, outdoor lighting? And I mean there's there's probably tons of growth for that here in the Bryan College Station area. But uh, anyways, so this is going to take us into our lightning round. But before we head into our lightning round, uh, we're going to pause here for a brief message from our sponsor. All right, and we're back and we're heading into our lightning round. So there's one rule for the lightning round is that you have a minute or less to answer each question. You ready, Brett? We'll do it. Awesome. So what is your favorite personal hack, book, or podcast? You know, let's go with uh, my personal podcast. There's uh, there's one called The Contractor Fight by Tom Reber. It's super awesome. And uh, he talks about kind of like David Flint, like knowing your worth as a contractor, charging what you're worth, and setting the bar like high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I encourage anybody in construction or really anything, check that one out. Brett, what is your favorite business hack? book or podcast? There's a book called The Proximity Principle. It's by Ken Coleman. And he talks about basically you're the average of you know your five closest people that you hang out with. I think a lot of people hear that all the time. And man, the, the proximity principle is real. And that kind of ties right into not what you know, but who you know. The Aggie Network, man, it's massive. You never know who you're going to meet and talk to. And if you want to elevate you know, yourself, your business, elevate your, your circle. I highly recommend proximity principle. Love it, Brett. What is the favorite advice that you've been given? And I'll give you 2017 points for how you actually applied it. Oh, that's a lot of points. <laughs> All right. Can I give two pieces of advice? Bonus, baby. I expect extra points for that. <laughs> All right, so the first one uh, was from one of my mentors, man. I, he said, look, you can have more than one mentor. Take the good, leave the bad, man. Learn, 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 continue to learn. That's how we learn from p- other people, their mistakes. Most people don't want you to fail. They don't want you to learn that same mistake that, they, that they've done. And so I'd say definitely reach out, ask, ask the hard questions or the dumb questions. The second one would be from a college professor, Dr. Escamilla. He said, hey, there's good, fast, and cheap. You want something done? If it's good and fast, it's not going to be cheap. You get two out of the three, and so and you and you can reverse that in any order. If it's fast and good, it's you know probably not cheap. I probably I think I said that same way backwards, but yeah, that's it. Well, Brett, how can we get in touch with you? Um, how can the Aggie Growth Hacks family support you? And then uh, a, a follow-up question: When is the best time to talk to you about Christmas lights 2024. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> we are on pretty much all social media. 
I would say LinkedIn is is a good one. Uh, Brett Redfern, you can look us up at Aggie Lane Christmas Lights, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Shoot, we even have a Pinterest page. Not not a whole lot going on there yet, but uh, you know, if you're building a brand, you want to claim claim those sites. Yeah, right. or even just our, our website or our phone number. You know, if you shoot, if you reach out, I will get back in touch with you. And the best time to get, I say, involved in or even thinking about Christmas lights is like as soon as possible because we we literally start hanging lights in September, which is crazy to think. Wow, wow, you know, crazy. But yeah. when when you've got volume of clients and you know people want certain things, you know. We gotta gotta get these lights up. So yeah, and that's uh, that's interesting because my my neighbors on November first turned their lights on, but they had had them put up well before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is what it is, right? I mean, you've you've got to supply and demand, and and when you're busy, you've got to get in touch with you a lot earlier, right? So July fourth, basically, they need to be getting in touch with you. Hey, yeah, Christmas in July. We love it. Yeah, with those color changing bulbs, man, you can just leave them up all year round. We can throw you some flamingos in the yard. Nice. Uh, it'd be perfect. And so, yeah, we're good with that. Love it. Love it. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming on Aggie Growth Hacks. Uh, we really appreciate everything that you've shared with us today and uh, just for coming and sharing all of your knowledge. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for your time. Appreciate McFerrin for putting on EBV with Reynolds and Reynolds and uh, having us come out. I've learned a lot, have a lot to learn and uh, just look forward to it. So appreciate you guys. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know that I took a lot of notes down and took a lot, had a lot of things that I took away from that. But what's your favorite takeaway there, Greg? Well, we obviously met Brett at the EBV and I, I love talking with veteran entrepreneurs and just relay and understanding how they've equated their military service to entrepreneurship. And I think almost to a man and woman and woman, they've said that it is about managing the organizing the chaos that that's around you. But I really appreciate how how Brett talked about just adapting to the challenges that are in front of you, improvising a solution because just like in the military, in an entrepreneurship and business, we don't have all the time, the people, the money, the resources, the equipment to get a job done. But that mean that doesn't mean we don't get the job done. And then overcoming that and saying, okay, what does it take? And it's just that that grit and that mentality that the military instills in the service members that he's applying to entrepreneurship. That every time I hear that, it just it just gets me, and it's something that I focus in on and, and appreciate. What about you, Chris? I hundred percent agree with you on on that. But um, I I would say that that my biggest takeaway is where he said that uh, you, you need to have more than one mentor, right? Because yeah, you know, and I hundred percent agree with that because in all sorts of books and pretty much any business entrepreneurial book that you read, they, they talk to you about having your network and having multiple people around you that serve as your advisory board, essentially, right? People mm-hmm. that you can bounce ideas off of. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to join a network, uh, a mastermind group that, you know, 450 other, you know, agency owners, just like myself, you know, because entrepreneurship is is a really lonely road, right? And, and mm-hmm. if you don't surround yourself with people that you can bounce ideas off of, it's going to be a long, lonely road, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have that same type of network where I have tons of mentors. I have people that are where I want to be, where I want to grow my business. And, and it's important to know the things that you should avoid, right? More than anything. And, and really, hey, dummy, stop doing that and do this over here, right? Yeah. Um, so 
that that was my biggest takeaway. Have more than one mentor. I love that. It, and I love the what he said right after that is take the good and leave the bad. And it might be good advice for somebody else, you know, but it's if it's not how you look at business or whatever, then then you don't have to follow it. No, no matter if that's your mentor or not. But that was super powerful. I, I really like that. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you are thinking about your Christmas exterior illumination right now and reaching out to Brett on, on everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest. Uh, I don't. I haven't been on Pinterest in years, but reach out to him, and he will be able to talk to you, nerd out about uh, your Christmas decorations, and be able to help any way that that he can. When you're on the web, make sure that you connect with Chris and I. Connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. Make sure you go to AggieGrowthHacks.com, where you can listen to this episode as well as all of our previous episodes and other great content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthaxe.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig'em.